Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Friday, August 5th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. We have a big announcement. Drum roll, please. This is the first episode of season six of The Young Perspective. What does that mean? If each season is 20 episodes, Ethan, and we've completed five seasons, how many episodes have we completed, my math genius friend? We've done 100, Josh. And if this is the first episode of the sixth season, which episode is this? Episode 101. So as we enter episode 101, we contemplate some of the largest issues plaguing the world today. And what you hear about in the news all the time is the war in Ukraine and, you know, 10,000 deaths deaths in Ukraine and all these different things. But, you know, I'd like to explore a little deeper into some other conflicts that are just, you know, maybe just as uh, big to certain groups and and just as important to certain groups, uh, but we don't hear about as much. So today we are talking about the Tigray Civil War, the Ethiopian Civil War occurring in central and northern Ethiopia. So the Tigray Civil War began. That was a when, fire oh, intro, by the way. A fire intro. Well, it actually was really good. So the Tigray Civil War began when the Tigrayan People's Liberation Force, the TPLF, which is a rebel group, located in Tigray, which is a northern region of Ethiopia. It's the very north of Ethiopia in Africa. And the TPLF, they got an active conflict and combat with the Ethiopian government. So it's the Ethiopian government versus the north, the TPLF. And they're fighting. They've been fighting for the past two years since they started fighting, not like physically, but um, they started to have fights with the government in March of 2020. And then eventually in September, they started actively fighting and having actual battles and a war. And this has been happening for the past two years. So it all started in March of 2020 um, when the prime minister of Ethiopia, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmad, he decided he was going to postpone the 2021 parliamentary elections. And the Tigrayans said, this is ridiculous. This is BS. Why are you postponing the parliamentary elections? They said Prime Minister Ahmed was, you know, you know, pushing the elections back so he could stay in power longer and he could consolidate more power for himself. So they said, no, we're going to continue to hold the elections and we're not going to push them back because that's better for the democratic process. And that was going directly against the federal government. This is the Tigrayan, you know, the, the Tigrayan government in, in the northern Tigrayan region. Um, and that, that was the beef. They were still going to hold an election when the rest of the country was, was going to push them, push them back. And they, and they said it was unfair for the, the, the prime minister to try to consolidate power. In November of 2020, they claim that they had they received intelligence that the federal government was going to attack the Tigrayan militias. So the Tigrayan People's Liberation Force, a militia you know, that kind of represents the Tigrayan government, preemptively struck a federal military base in the region. So the you know, Tigrayans attacked a federal military base, and that was the beginning of the fighting. And so now... Both fact, both parties 
are having open combat. They're fighting majority up in the northern region in Tigray, attacking the civilians, attacking the population in huge battles. And because of this, there, and because of this, so many people have died. You have 500,000 deaths over the last two years, and millions of people have been displaced. They've lost their homes. So many violations of human rights have been committed just in these past two years. And so quickly, um, in the beginning of the war, for around 20 days or so days, the federal government actually took the Tigrayan capital of Mekele. Um, and so the government of Ethiopia was having a strong uh, having a strong favor in the war. And Abi um, actually declared that the war was over. But then later on in 2021, in the summer, the TPLF um, retook the city and started an offensive attack and actually got really, really close, only 100 miles from Addis Ababa, the capital of Ethiopia. But then eventually the Ethiopian army was able to push them back. And now they're still fighting mostly in the Tigray region and the central region. So in that first 20 days of the, when of the counteroffensive after the TPLF had attacked the federal government in that first 20 days, when the federal government was successfully kind of quashing the Tigrayan, the Tigrayan uprising, um, the federal forces and their allies swept through, swept through Tigray region and they went into villages and they went into cities and they committed terrible human rights abuses. It was, it was the worst human rights abuses of the whole war. We're, we're in that first 20 days. Um, Tigrayan or federal forces are said to have gone into to villages and and raped the woman, hung dissidents who disagreed with them. They, you know, many intellectuals are, were imprisoned and have not been seen since. There were reports of bodies just been laying down in the street. Um, I actually read one one report of a a man who was hung because he was a dissident, and uh, you know, then they thought he was dead, uh, so they left him, you know, in, in with a pile of bodies, and then apparently. He, he, he did not die and he was able to, to escape, but it, it was just terrible death in those first 20 days. Many people claim that in those first 20 days, the federal government was committing crimes against humanity. And there was also destruction of property and food, and they were destroying religious sites and like cultural sites. And so there was clear attacks against these people. There's the normal population, the civilians of Tigray to harm them, kill them, get rid of them. And so we see that this is something more than just a war. This is active attack and persecution of the Tigray people. A good quote to explain the severity of it. Uh, Human Rights Watch reported on, on, on the conflict. And, uh, you know, they, they laid out some of the, the abuses and I'm going I'm to read it here. They said this inc- the abuses include murder, torture, forcible transfer, rape, sexual slavery and other forms of sexual violence, persecution and forced disappearances, widespread pillage, imprisonment, possible extermination and other humane acts as a part of a widespread and systematic attack against the Tigrayan civilian population. The organization has found that these abuses amounted to crimes against humanity as well as war crimes. So that's what Human, Human Rights Watch is, say, is saying. Some have even taken it as far to claim that the Ethiopian federal government, led by Prime Minister Abiy Ahmad, have, has committed a genocide um, because, of these, because of these crimes against humanity. Others you know, say it hasn't gone that far, but still there's been widespread human rights abuses leading to the death of, you know, hundreds of thousands, up, up to 500,000 people are estimated dead. So where is the conflict today? Well, right now, the Ethiopian forces surround the Tigray region from the south, 
From the north, the Eritrean forces are also involved and partnered with, with Prime Minister Abiy Ahmad. They're surrounding the Tigray region from the north. And the, the, the Tigrayan People's Liberation Force has to figure out um, how, how, to, you know, how, to, how to strike a counteroffensive, or they have to give up because they've been surrounded for many months now. And there is no food in Tigray. There's a famine. That's why you know hundreds of thousands of people have died because of the famine, um, and many because of the human rights abuses, but, but many because of the famine. Many of the villages are burned down. They're, they're, they, you know, they, they lost a lot of infrastructure, a lot of resources during during the first year of the conflict, and now the people are still living there, yet with with very little to live with and to live on. People are starving. People are dying. There's very little medical care. Um, so so that if this continues, you're going to see a lot lot more deaths because the living conditions are just so bad. And in addition to this being a political cause to try for the Ethiopian government to try and gain control of Tigray and the Tigrayan TPLF to try and take control of their own region. You also have people outside of Tigray but who are Tigrayan ethnically who are living in Addis Ababa or other parts of Ethiopia being killed just because they are ethnically and racially different from other Ethiopians. This is not just politically motivated. It's also motivated by hate and ethnic and racial differences. Right. So, so the, the, the Tigrayans are linked through a, an ethnic history and a racial history. And they're just, they're, they've been trying to consolidate power in Ethiopia for themselves. They had power from the 90s until 2018 or 2019. They lost it in 2019 to, to the current prime minister. And they tried, they were trying to regain it in the election. Um, while, you know, the other two main ethnic groups, the Aromos and the Maharas, they, they don't want the Tigrayans to have power because they want to consolidate powers for themselves. So as we see with most conflicts, it's really a power struggle. One group wants to take power away from another. And the way the, um, the Amharas and the Romos and, and the President Abi Ahmad is making sure they, they keep the power and the way they're preventing the Tigrayans from, from taking other power is by oppressing the population, is by keeping them down in the Tigray region, preventing them from, you know, from having an election and voting for potentially another government. Right. And more deep into and more deeply of why this has happened, when the TPLF has had control of Ethiopia for you know, 40, for 30 years from 1990 until 2019, um, that meant that they had from, 29, from 1990 to 2019 and then suddenly loses it to Abiy Ahmed, the new prime minister. They don't accept him as, as they don't expect his, they don't accept his government. They want to contain, they want to keep their control of Tigray and really they want to have control over the whole country. But this has then caused um, disputes between his government and then the past few years. And then eventually it led to, war and outbreak in 2020. So what does this mean for the world? For a long time, Ethiopia had been viewed by the world, especially by the Western world, as one of the more stable economies, more stable countries, um, if not only in East Africa, but, but in the whole continent. And that view by, by, by many parts of the world uh, may be going away because it's, it's not so stable right now. And and, and I personally wouldn't invest in, in a country that, that is having a, a terrible civil war. So it's not the, the stable rock of, of Eastern Africa that it once was. But for, for the global world, it doesn't, this conflict does not mean as much as, as a conflict, say, in Ukraine. Ukraine has a lot of geo, geopolitical influence. Um, it, it says a lot about democracy versus, 
you know, autocracy versus totalitarianism. Um, so it's 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 a it's a crisis of political systems. It, it, it's a crisis of, f- of food scarcity, right? And th- that conflict is causing food food scarcity in a lot of places. It's causing oil prices to rise around the world. Um, it's it's a proxy war between the East and the West, between the U.S. and Russia. So even though a lot of people may be also dying in the Tigray region of Ethiopia, it's not as significant um, to American safety as as a conflict, say, in Ukraine may be. And that is why I think we have not heard as much about the, the conflict in Ethiopia as we have about the Ukraine war. It's also This war also says a lot about the Nobel Prize because President or because Prime Minister Ahmed won the Nobel Prize in 2019 and then just a year later started this horrible war and is committing these human rights violations in this war. And obviously, a lot of people are questioning his right to this award. And some people are saying, does he deserve the award? Can it be taken away from him? And it brings light and it brings light to the question of can the system be trusted? Because someone who we thought was someone who was peaceful and created peace in a prior situation has now gone on to kill and attack and harm and persecute so many people. This is going to conclude this week's episode of The Young Perspective. If you want to find more of us, you can go to our website, which is theyoungperspective.net. You can also go to our Instagram, the underscore young underscore perspective. You can email us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening, and we're going to continue making great episodes in the year to come. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.